That all was right. pretty good. Let's yeah. let's do some let's do some flight sim. Thank thank you all for for joining. Uh, <laughs> see you there. Darba Darba. All right, let me get you now on video. Let me figure out how to. Oh wait, wait, you're right in video right now. Oops, wait, that's not. I'm not trying to make you that big haunt. There oh, we go. Busted. <laughs> My hair is busted. <laughs> no, you're good. All right. Um, just booting up Flight Sim. Get my music set up real quick. Thank you, Ari. So... Thank you, Ken. <laughs> Playing browser. Oh, I know, Brooke, I'm sorry. Hello, Brooke. Very wholesome way to opening line. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's try this chill. Try it out. Alright, flight sim it is. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> this right. Uh, so, Darber, did you have a thought about where you wanted to fly today? The south. <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Somewhere in the south. Sounds good to me. Any ideas? It's too loud. Um. Shit. What's pretty to fly over in the south? <laughs> um. I haven't like really been myself. You personally? Yeah. I mean, wait. Let me think hmm. about this. Yeah, I don't like. Okay, getting some kind of crazy audio effect. What the fuck is that? Oh, God. What is this horrible sound? Are you guys getting this weird crackly shit? No, sound fine to me. Oh, I guess I'm in the Discord. I'll yeah, show you. Yeah, you're, you're in the Discord. No, you could so do. Uh, you could do Mount Magazine. You could do. Yeah, you could do the Mississippi, for sure. Say another word, real quick. Me? Say words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a podcast? Yes, that's you, yes. Alright, <laughs> I don't know why it's getting that crackling sound. I guess nobody else is hearing it. Not hearing crackles, but it does sound weird. I don't know what to do about that. Well, we'll just we'll just go with it. I'm just going to get this perfect. Okay, cool. Um... World map. Oh yeah, I gotta see if my controller even works. This shit's new. <coughs> Mississippi River also works. Up the Mississippi, the Ocean Hell Portal. I don't know what that even means. Hell, hell, maybe. Oh, where the the little um the little uh the fucking pipeline blew up. Oh right. I don't, I don't think that they've is, updated though. for that. How about this? I will just, I could just pick some big, I don't know. Give me something. Give me something. Um, uh, what's that, like, two dots over from the Dallas-Fort Worth one? On the right. Shreveport. Sure. Let's do it. All right. I've been to Shreveport. Let's do it. Okay, is that a city? Yeah. You never heard of Shreveport? No. It's no. the Vegas of the South, baby. Really? Yeah. 
Shrivaport. <laughs> Shrivaport. I mean, I oh, they're going to drag you. <laughs> I've never been there. All right, well, we got to pick a plane. I don't think my fighter jet is currently available, um, but we can choose, Darma. Big planes. Okay. So the planes do have different stats. You know, big, huge, fast, high-flying planes like, you know, Boeing 747. Smaller planes, they're kind of cute. They fly low, they're slow, they're kind of derpy, but they're cute. You can do jets, like, um, so I don't know if anything catches well, your eye. Uh, I like, um, I know there's like, well, it's like a military plane. Um, go back to the left a little bit. Yes. Iconic. Something with diamond in it. Let's do that one. It's got a diamond in it. Yeah. Okay. There's a two... diamond in the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the white one. Blue one's it's a little fucky looking. You're totally right. I'm. I wanted you to pick the white one. All right. Let's pick a color. Um. Do you want which of these three colors? The middle one looks vintage and trashy. I like it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's do it. Shreve, Shreve, what is it called? Shreveport? Shreveport. Shreveport is the whole capital they shoot movies down of there the tri-state area. They shoot movies it there? is. It absolutely is. Yes, I do. Sometimes. What state is it in? Louisiana, baby. <clears throat> Have you never been to Louisiana? Like, ever? No, it's... Or no, it's on my list. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, we want to go to New Orleans, um, but no, I, I mean, for sure, go to New Orleans. Yeah, I've been to Florida. I feel like Florida doesn't. Does Florida count as the South? No, God, don't no. get me started. Okay. This is a contentious issue. Uh huh. Are you from the Pacific Northwest? I am. I grew up in um, Illinois. Okay, where do you live now? Well, I've been for about the last seven years in. San Francisco area, and then at this moment, I'm in Utah. Okay. Because I just, to all my little Pacific Northwesterners here, I see you, Borbrush. I see y'all. I need y'all to understand, this little heat wave y'all had, that's every damn day down here. It is every fucking day. 95% humidity, 110 degrees, with the heat index is normally 120. So, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> y'all... Just got a little taste. You got a little taste. I'm not proud. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it, it's it's really funny watching you guys like really react to this. It's like I was a lifeguard, in a, like a record hot summer, and uh, that was fucking miserable. But it was like, why go to a sauna when you're just in a sauna all the time? All right, hold on, Lithros. <laughs> Are you there, Lithros? Um, get in, get in, get in the lobby, dude. I got you. You need to fix my controller, or get my computer to detect it. <laughs> Are you there, Lithros? It's me, Margaret. It's me every night when I pray. Hey, dog. Why can't I hear you now? Hello, hello, hello. Okay, there you go. Yeah, how do I? All right, help me out. Your controller's just not doing anything? It says wireless controller. Are you using a wireless controller? No, it's it's wired. That's bad. Um, was it plugged in when you started? When I started the game? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Alright, are the lights on on the controller? No. Maybe try a different USB port. That's a problem. Because that one has my camera in it, and then I'm going to have camera problems. Should I go to some kind of device? You only have two. Huh? <laughs> it's alright. It's not everyone has you know is blessed with many USB. That's true. Talk to me, Lithros. What, what am I? Is asking? this the same port you were use? Is this the same port you were using for the controller last week? I didn't use a controller last week because we just watched the movie. Oh, good point. Um. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can go to the device manager. Just click the start button and type device manager. I have done so. And then look for game controllers. Mm, there's nothing that says that. Oh, there is. Sound video and game controllers. Wireless hey. controller is an option. Alright, right-click wireless controller and say update. Action update driver? Yeah. You should search automatically for drivers? Yeah. Okay, search for updated drivers in Windows Update. Okay, I'm up to date. Just keep hitting the ones that look like yes and next. Okay, update drive. Uh, uh, Alright, I, I did that. Okay. I would unplug the unplug controller it. from and plug it back in. The game has now. Uh oh. New audio device. Don't switch. Don't switch. I will not switch. Dude, this computer is jank. This shit jank. Dude, do, do I just have to do this with my keyboard like some kind of weirdo? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the lights come on on the. Controller? The lights do come on. when, As soon as you plug it in, the light goes on for a second. I don't know if you can see that, but it, it does go on for a second. All right. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't respond in the game? That is correct. All right, here's what I want you to do. Yes. Um, I want you to click the start button and just type game controller. The start button. Yeah. What you can start button and type game controller. This... It's in the bottom left. It has the Windows logo on it. Set up USB game controllers? Yeah, go into that. Yes. Do you see it listed there? <laughs> yeah, it says wireless controller. Status okay. All right. Double click on that one. Mm hmm. And it should take you to the calibration screen. Oh, yeah. I can. It is responding to stuff. All right, it is seeing the thing. So probably the issue is that the controller is not properly bound in Flight Simulator. Oh. So this is your first time using this controller on this computer. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. All right, let's go back into the Flight Simulator settings. Yep. Hit Escape. Controls options. I guess. Wireless controller. Talk to me, Lothros. Why don't I see any controls? I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right, where it says default under wireless controller, click one of those arrows. There's only no, no, in the top right. In the, uh, see the words under the words wireless controller, yeah. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Okay, go back to the keyboard. Okay. 
Um, scroll down to flight controls. Flight instruments. Wait, hold on. Miscellaneous. Sorry about this, Darbra. This is uh, you it's missed okay. it. <clears throat> this is kind of cute and funny. <laughs> Not to sound uh, Here we go. condescending, but no, it's, no okay. it's it's adorable. Feel free to okay. condescend. Yes. Um, where it says <laughs> elevator up. Yes. I want you to click on the control button to the right, the the blank one, and try doing something on the key on the on the game pad. You are trying to assign an action to a device that is not selected. Cool. Real quick, right, we need to get a beer. Yeah, yeah. Good idea. Good. I wish I could too. Brooke, fuck you, Brooke. All right. Yes. Yes. You were trying to do a thing to a thing that is not selected. Just cancel out. Go back to wireless controller. If we can't get the options to come up here, I think it's better to look at it later. Something is happening with Flight Simulator in your gamepad. You're going to have to fly over the keyboard like a peon. Dude, I literally don't know how to do that. Well, there's little arrow keys, and you just press those. Okay, and you don't do anything more complicated than that anyways. <laughs> Fuck you. How do I, like, turn the plane? Well, if you press the right arrow key, your mm -hmm. plane will start to roll. No, the right arrow key just moves my camera, dude. Oh, okay. Try, uh, try D. Oh, wait, I'm on... Okay, okay. If you're facing the controller, who's flying the plane? <laughs> <laughs> try the numpad. Do you have one? No, I don't have a numpad. WSD wow. isn't doing shit. Alright, well, you probably want to go check what the bindings are for... <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the... ailerons, elevators. Okay, 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 okay. You're right. That's a reasonable thing to do. Alright, alright. Camera. Autopilot. Brakes. Okay. Flight control. Okay, aileron. No, it's numpad shit. Is... Okay, so roll left. We're going to assign A. It is on the numpad, but you don't have one. So, yeah, put it on the arrow keys and clear out what's already there. Okay. I mean, WASD is fine too, I guess. I don't really care what you do. Okay, Valley. Oh, Jesus. Let's take Roll right. Start scanning. Boom. Clear current input. Boom. Valley. Center ailer rudder? S? Don't do that. Don't do that? No, skip that. Okay. Pitch up and down. I think I want. Yeah. W for up? W for down? Uh, yeah, W for down. Okay, cool. And then how do I just get the camera... Okay. I don't want slew mode. How do I, like, look around? Um, you can probably search for mouse look and just use the mouse to look around. Or you could make sure that... Weren't the, um... The arrow keys... Oh no. You there? I'm here. Yeah. <clears throat> What'd you say? I kind of wish I wasn't. <laughs> How romantic. Right. I don't know. I just kind of trailed off. I was muttering things, and now I'm just bitter. All right, bro. Brosif. I'm going to try to just fly this plane. This is so hard. I believe in you. 
Bro, are you seeing this shit? Moreover, I believe in Darber's ability to make whatever you do worth watching. Oh, you're so nice to me. I can't even look around. This is the worst. I don't even have a mouse, dude. <laughs> I can reset this thing. All right, All right well... Uh... The last thing I need is to get my cam. Oh, I can just click it. Here's what I suggest. Yeah. Press F2. What's, what's F2 going to do? It's going to let it look better. It just changed my brightness. Oh, no. You need to you need to hold, like, the function key and press F2. There we go. See? Uh, oh, great. <laughs> burping. I can't even fly this goddamn plane. <laughs> What are they? <laughs> right, uh, did you? I think you're good. I think you've got this covered. All right, we're just gonna keep crashing over and over again. I'm just gonna use slow mode to pick us back up. All right, let, let's. We're gonna go with this. We're gonna. Can I go a, now? Yeah, you can go. Goodbye, Lithros. We love you. Thanks, Bye. Dad. Love you. I too. love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello, Darbra. You two are so cute. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Welcome to the show. It's usually a lot better than this. However, I have been traveling, and against mm -hmm. my... You'll be back in San Francisco soon. I may. I may. I mean, I don't... Well, right. That was my thing. That was my thing for a bit. Yeah, I probably will. Um, but yeah, no. Against my... Um, you know, against wisdom, I decided I should try to travel and stream at the same time. So we've almost got it. If I can get my controller to work, it'd be even better. But none of that matters now. We're, 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 by the way, we're going to just like sort of hobble this plane around by whatever means necessary, including me cheating, and that'll be great. Okay. I don't know how to make this go. I, hey, as my mother-in-law, future mother-in-law says, if you're not if you're not cheating, you know you don't want it bad enough. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, oh. she's been to prison. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Lover. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Um Are you in Texas, if I may ask? I'm in Arkansas. Arkansas. But Texas. Very quietly with The um sorry, really quick, let me just figure out my controls here again. Um 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 instruments miscellaneous. Light control. Blue mode. Translate top is F3 and F4. Okay. Once I can do that, and then I can just pick us up and we can glide repeatedly. Ah, yes. Air. We have air. Beautiful. Alright, it's all going to work <laughs> out. It's all going to work out. Um, I love it. How's your day, Dara? Good. Um, I just started a new job. Mm. I saw you tweeted so about that. So that's exciting. Yeah, it's a uh, like I don't know if I'm gonna be good at it, but it ain't one of those jobs you gotta work real hard to be good at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is like a big girl job in the sense that like instead of just being like, "Hey, boss, I'm not coming in. Get somebody to cover my shift." You have to like submitted in the computer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like there is an HR department <laughs> uh-huh you know um so we'll see how long I last there 
Um, and I also saw you uh, tweeting about some kind of like an acting gig. Is that like is that on the side? Um. So I got a theater, a musical theater, BFA. Mm -hmm. Um. And I graduated in eighteen. Mm -hmm. And acting is a rich kid's game. It always has been. It always will be. Um, I'm 24, turning 25 soon. Mm. Um, and uh, I'm very young. I'm so young, man. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know. Um, so I didn't have any money to move anywhere to audition. So I uh, moved to Oklahoma. Got a job as a bartender. Was making very very good money at a casino. Mm. And um, I've just just now moved back to. It was a really horrible job, and I, it's not a good time. Uh, but I uh, just moved back to my home state, and the pandemic. We had had plans to move to Atlanta and start auditioning. You know, like in earnest. You know, for me to really give it the old college try. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the pandemic happened, so that didn't happen. And at the same time, we were also really wearing ourselves thin with, thin with our job, so we quit, and now we're here. Does that answer your question? I do, but, okay, here's what you asked. Yes. I, Ken makes movies, Ken writes movies, directs movies, I star in them. Yeah. Um, it's a very symbiotic relationship. I wrote our last one, which was cool, um, and I have a couple friends down in Shreveport who make short films, and oh, that's where I'm always available to, yes. Shreveport, so, I love Shreveport. I'll be honest with you, it's... It's completely unrecognizable from here, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you can't see how gritty and disgusting it is. Uh-huh. It's kind of a shame. Yeah. Um, do you ever post that stuff, like the, the movies? Um, so here's the tea. What's the tea? It's real. The tea is, like, they have to go through the festival circuit. Mm. before they can be posted anywhere because if a festival finds that you've posted it on Vimeo or something like that they will they will not let you into their festival it becomes a big rights thing very quickly uh-huh. right um like a lot of places they if you submit to them and you're you are picked for whatever their like winter circle is or you get laurels you have to pop your cherry there like it has to be the first place the movie's been shown mm. um yeah mm. okay that makes so, sense but um, let me put it to you this way: when you were to ask me very nicely, I might have a link to a place where someone could watch. Well, maybe, right? If I like them enough. And that wouldn't count as like a public thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. tell the board about it, but word, <laughs> word. Um. Okay, you're in Arkansas. Um. How'd you get on Twitter? What uh, What's the story there? So, Ken and I have been best friends. Ken, this is at Ken Bear Island. Oh, I love Ken. Yeah, that's he's my he's my ride or die. He's my 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 best my best Judy, my bosom buddy. You know. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And uh, we're really a, a match made in heaven. I'm like a hot blonde with a fat ass and, and social <laughs> skills, and he's a hot blonde with a fat ass and no social <laughs> so you know we just really compliment each other uh-huh. um so uh he i met him in college we we you know became really reluctant buddies because we were like 
we got into we met because we were getting into arguments in English class about politics. Uh huh. Um, and then later, uh, he start he's a big Smash Bros person, so he was following I think QC and Ayla because a Smash player followed them. Right. And then he kept sending me. I had a Twitter that I used exceedingly sparingly. I think I tweeted five times total in my four years of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kept sending me their tweets and being like, we have to talk about this, we have to talk about this. Because we talk on the phone for like hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, like eight at a stretch sometimes because we're codependent. Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> uh, he would send me these tweets all the time and I was like, finally, I'm just like, I'm forget it. I'm going to have to get on here and follow some of these people. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, everyone's got really interesting things to say. So maybe I have an interesting thing to say. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. But I like to shout into the void. Everybody else is shouting into the void. Um, and I like it. How, how... And I've met some really, really fascinating people who are really sweet and kind, and you know, give my ass the time of day. So that's lovely. Totally. The uh, what the hell is Chet talking about? What's up, Christian? We interrupt this philosopher to bring you the very stale news that Aries the fucking cutest. Didn't get my backstory. Aries is precious. <laughs> thank you, Ken, for bringing us Darwin. Yeah, thank you, Ken. Um, and oh. uh, Ken makes movies, right? Yes, he does. Okay, so that's the. Okay, got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he was a film guy. I was a theater guy. You write. Or a theater girl. <laughs> you write the story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And. Uh, you know, and we got into political arguments and then decided to work on movies together. Totally. Um, and so how long was that that you got on Twitter? Uh, that I started using it frequently? Shit, probably maybe a year ago now, maybe-ish. Mm-hmm. Not even? Yes, Ken is in the chat. He's C-Stick Snare. Oh, that's Ken. I refuse to pronounce that correctly because it means something to him, and I like to hurt his feelings. Oh my god, that's a Smash Bros. <laughs> reference, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Sea stick, neutral air. That's right. I have played that game. I'm gonna resi- I'm gonna resist the urge to ask Ken who he who he mains or but anyway. I can tell you. All right, who, who does Ken mean? Uh, I think I'm right. I think it's Falcon. I think he's Captain Falcon. Cap- Yo, Fat- Captain Falcon is, is the best character, in my opinion. I mean, he's got the style. Yeah. He's got the moves. What else do you need? <laughs> he's got an ass that drives a woman crazy. Hell yeah. Have you played much Smash Bros. Starbro? I played way, way back when I was a, a wee, wee child. Mm-hmm. And I played uh, Pikachu. Yeah, which is you, how you know like that I'm a terrible type. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you seem like the type to play Pikachu. <laughs> I just was like, I didn't understand. My cousins would come into town, and they were like really good at it. And we only played Sudden Death for some inexplicable reason mm-hmm. that I don't understand to this day. But I could hang if I played Pikachu. But mm-hmm. I didn't play it unless they were around. My cousins suck, so like just in general. Uh huh. Do I'm you, just kidding. I like them. Do you um, do you play games in a general sense, or? Yes, 
I'm a big gamer girl. Thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me, gamer girl. What is, <laughs> so I, at risk of losing my cool girl status, I was a big World of Warcraft nerd mm. um, in like junior high, and uh, that was like, you know, it is what it's World of Warcraft. Mm. Um, but it was fun, and uh, after that, I really, I don't know. Did you just told me like list games I've played. I played. My boyfriend used to be a professional Call of Duty player. Which is like embarrassing. <laughs> a professional what? Uh, professional cop player, Call of Duty. Oh yeah, no shit, cool. He's very good. Yeah, Monster McSkinny, that's him. Oh shit. Um, cool. And uh, so when um, <clears throat> when we got together, I played a little bit of COD. I'm not a huge fan, just because everybody's so everybody's just cancerous, uh -huh. and their skill based matchmaking is just ruined the game. It's just ruined the game. There's no, there's now no longer an incentive to get any. Um, which, you know, don't take that away from me, please. Cursey, this plane. <laughs> yeah, I know. What, I, well, I was thinking history courses for the, uh, for the sub, and then we seem to have found ourselves in a difficult situation. <laughs> I think, I think fiddling with the trim is the way to do this. Um, don't worry. Everything yep. will be fine. We'll just, oh yeah, the <laughs> I don't know how to control the flaps right now. That's my problem. I'm not looking at you, Lothra. Hey. <laughs> we're, we're, we're making it. We're gonna make it. We're making it. We're making it. Well, I play. I don't know. I mostly play RPGs because I'm a. I'm a slut for stories. Oh hell yeah! What what RPGs? Oh, I. <sighs> Fallout New Vegas is the best RPG of all time, and nobody can tell me otherwise. And I love they can it. play me in the chat if they want. I love it. Yep. Um. And that's why I was, like, really deeply, truly upset by, like, 76, because the theory was so cool. And then to get in there, there'd be no NPCs, no story. Hurt. I am a lore horror. That's so good. It just hurt my feelings so bad. Yeah. I was so upset. Um, and I should have tried to return the game like some people got to, but I didn't think about it. Mm. Um, Kersey, do you play video games? I do. I do. Okay, you have, you're on a desert island. You have one game you can play for the rest of your life. What is it? It can't be online. It has to be like an RPG. For the like a story that you like enough you'd play it a hundred times. Let me think. Um, the the game that I have played a hundred times is Baldur's Gate Two. Um, okay, I'm familiar. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 the same lineage as the Dragon Age games and the Mass Effect. Oh, games. okay. It's just a bit earlier. Oh, okay. Um, but, God, that, that's a hard question. Um, like, story-wise, I'd play a million times. It's fucked up. It might be Dragon Age 1. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, of that. Uh, you get to... Listen, any game where you can have canonical written romances... Yeah. ...is just kicking the shit out of everybody else. This is why Fighter Emblem is always good, mm -hmm. because it it bangs. Because it bangs. There's nothing, Because it slaps. Next question. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lithros is talking about Disco Elysium. He has been heavily recommending me this game. Probably you would okay. like it. I assume. Okay, I should. I'll, I will put that down then. You married Crom? Fucking vanilla hmm. person. It's fine. I like everybody always makes fun of me because all my ships are like super canon and boring and heterosexual. <laughs> I mean, you know. but I don't have any shame about that. I know what I like. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they put it in there for a reason. I mean, that's their, that's kind of what they're putting out there. I also got shit because I played um, Stardew Valley, 
and the first girl I was interested in was the blonde one. And Riddle Doodle was like, you're basic. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you at all for that. She seemed available blondes, in that context. Blondes are superior in every way. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it is what it is. <clears throat> all right. And yes, Ari likes Final Fantasy fourteen. I've been told that Final Fantasy XIV is game. Do you ever play any of the Final Fantasy games? I didn't because I didn't, um, when I was a, but a wee-wee child when all of my friends were getting into them, I just, like, never got one for whatever reason. Right. I think I was always, like, behind a console or something mm. with Nintendo, and that hurt me. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're worth playing as an adult. Well, the soundtrack slaps so hard. Totally. <laughs> Prester, no one gets that reference but you and me. Literally no one has seen The Prisoner but you and me and like a bunch of other weirdos. <laughs> uh, Dar- is that a movie? The Prisoner is a TV show um, from the mm. 60s with this guy Patrick McGowan who will be recognized by some as having been the bad guy in Braveheart and um, he's been in a couple <laughs> other roles. Um, a little random, but... It's uh, basically a guy like sh- wakes up on a, on like an island and it's in this weird village and he like doesn't know how to get out and it's like this strange scenario where he keeps trying to escape and they, they keep dragging him back back in. But uh, Okay. Worth I'll a put watch. that on my list. My ever ever long in longering list. If you like retro stuff. I Kersey. Yes. Kersey, Kersey, Kersey. <laughs> yes, yes, Starbuck. I I tend to just only watch uh, properties and listen to properties that were made before I was born. So uh-huh. my parents like never let me touch a radio dial until I was like sixteen. Mm. And at that point, I was already like lost. You know, I was no I was just gonna be a fucking old head mm-hmm. gatekeep person. Like, what was that? Like, I saw this post that was like, it's like girls who like classic rock. It's like, yeah, we get it. You have a good relationship with your dad. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's funny, actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I always get I, I get kind of roasted in my household because I'm always talking about history, like world history and philosophy, and like mm-hmm. I know all that shit. Like if it's in the 1400s, like I'm more likely to be the one who brought it up or whatever. But my sister, my little sister, mm-hmm. actually knows music history and like can vibe with my dad about that shit. Um, where I'm like, oh, I, don't yeah. know, I never heard of whatever the fuck band you just said. Uh, um, the uh wait okay retro stuff so like like what like movies like tv shows movies music um tv shows are a little bit harder just because like it's hard to you know up until the advent of streaming what was on tv was what was on tv as far as tv shows go mm-hmm. like i'm a big roseanne fan <laughs> i remember that, that shit. um it's so good and um like, my mom, I figured out really quickly as a kid that my parents were very good about, like, not... Or I say very good. It's, it's just a choice. My parents didn't censor Vogel Fry. I can't talk about Elvis without embarrassing myself sexually in front of people. Um, <clears throat> he was my phone background for, like, two years. Anyway, it's not important. Um, but my I figured out that if my mom was watching a movie that she really liked and I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. I could say, oh, mom, I've never seen this. And then she would let me stay up past my bedtime and watch it. Uh-huh. And 
it took her a minute to catch on, so I got to see a lot of movies this way. Uh-huh. And also, just she was always in charge of the television. There was no like, "Mom, we want to watch cartoons." It was like, "Sit down, shut up, and you can watch the Breakfast Club." Right. Or sit down, shut up, and you can watch Hamburger Hill if it was my dad, you know. So, um, uh, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really like grateful. My parents. I've said this. I got those, but it just never ceases to fascinate me. My parents are like not academic, learned, cultured people in the sense that like we would think of mm. but they weirdly super gravitate to like well-made movies from like good filmmakers like i grew up watching everything the coen brothers ever made yeah um, my parents are like huge tarantino fans and uh um who's the other guy whose name totally escapes me right now but anyway but my mom is like just a huge fan of like really well-made films and she doesn't know anything about film she just knows what she likes and uh what she mm. likes is like it's like 70 percent some of the best cinema ever made 30 percent trashy 90s popcorn movies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know it was really it was like funny because i would i would go into like you know i go into film circles and i've seen more movies than ken the f- actual filmmaker who actually got a film degree mm-hmm mm-hmm because Ken has seen, like, we make fun of him all the time for having never watched anything. It's not his fault. His parents didn't watch, let him watch anything unless on it. And there's six kids and, like, two boys. So it was rough out there for him. But, you know. Sorry, Ken. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, but I feel pretty good about the film education I got from my parents. I. Like, they had us watch, like, Apollo 13, you know, like, a bunch of, like, some category of classics, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. History Course is asking if you have an actual absolute favorite movie. Gun to my head, Kill Bill, and if I have to break it down further than that, Kill Bill, Volume 2. Kill the Witch? Volume 2. Volume 2. You know, I heard that that was supposed to be one movie. But no, no theater yes, would let was. him would let him put it in, right? As like a fucking five hour no. thing. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, really? Made him break it up into two movies. Yes. Dude, that guy it just gets worse every day. Oh yeah, it. I think it was actually a good choice because they sort of came up with the twist about um, her daughter being alive when mm-hmm. they decided to split it mm-hmm. as like a cliffhanger, alert, and that was alert. a good yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, I don't know, Ken's probably gonna refute me in the chat but anyway i'll all i i've gone as l driver for hand for halloween like once and i'll probably go again yeah because <laughs> it's yeah. a fun costume and it's easy it's just a blazer and an eye patch right no it, it totally and works. a hot woman syringe if you really want to okay yeah just as i said ken's correcting me in the chat but um oh they disagree they agree i love you. it i don't know there's something i what struck me so much as a kid watching it, and I've definitely seen it 600 times, it's, like, not even funny. Mm. Um, like, embarrassing. Uh, is, like, she kills Bill. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. She does kill Bill eventually. And I remember, like, seeing her, like, the scene where she's crying on the bathroom floor. Her daughter's in the hotel room. And she's just, like, weeping. And I remember, like, watching that and being like, Mom, why is she upset? She got everything she wanted. And my mom, like, never gave me an answer, which I appreciate, because I'm glad I didn't get to internalize an answer. But I I came back to it, like, later when I was a little bit older, and I was like, oh, because, like, at the end of the day, like, she didn't really want to kill Bill. Like, revenge Mm. 
she needed to get revenge. Like, that was something that she was gonna get for herself. She decided that she needed it. But it doesn't mean that she has to be happy with how it feels. Right. And I was like, wow. That's, like, super nuanced, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a, as a woman, I feel extremely seen by that. Mm. In a weird way. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I just, like, I felt like the bride was so interestingly, like, obviously a woman in a way that, like, some, you know, like, Lara Croft could be a dude and it would, wouldn't be any different, right? Right. right. Besides that, just Angelina Jolie looks really good in the outfit. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, that story feels extremely feminine, even though it's a story. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I feel like I just don't, I don't see, like, super feminine stories in, uh, movies very often and when i do see them i like really gravitate towards them because i uh, i feel like that's like a lens i never developed uh-huh. you know which blows are there other movies that populate that category for you um i would say i think anything that jillian flynn has ever written or had anything to do with uh feels extremely it feels like those properties could only have been written by a woman. I watched Sharp Objects, um, like, the first summer out of, I was out of college. I don't know if I've seen it. Because what my... Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's just a miniseries. It's, like, six episodes. It's totally worth your time. Hmm. I When I was in college, I literally was... With theater and everything that I had. I did not watch any TV shows. I did not watch movies. I didn't read anything. So when I came out of school, I was like, I am making up for lost time. I read, like, 25 books that year. Mm-hmm. And, like, just from May to December, I watched so many television programs, and mm-hmm. I got to a movie every time I could. And it just felt, I was like, oh, God, this is what this is what I've been missing all this time. Totally. And uh, Sharp Objects is beyond phenomenal. And Jillian Flynn understands, like, you know, the idea that sort of, like, feminism, or it's, hmm, how do I say this? It's not feminism for every female character in a movie to be a good person mm. who's like a, mm-hmm. a a hot girl boss who like you know just knows better than everybody. She's like, yeah, women can be twisted and fucked up and like horrific and use the things specific to women to make them horrific. Yeah. And she does that so well. It just makes me want to barf. Like I hope I'm half that good one day at anything, you know? Yeah. Have you ever seen Medea in theater before? Are you talking about, like, Medea goes to jail? Are you talking about, like, Medea, Medea? Medea, Medea. Like, ancient Greek Medea. I have not. I would love to. Yeah, that's one. Do you know, like, is it fine if I tell you the, the what happens? Oh, or... I've, I, I'm very familiar oh, you're, with Yeah, okay. Right. That's one that, so for anyone who hasn't seen Medea, um, what is the deal? Her husband, is it that her husband cheats or is that her husband, what does the husband do? I think... I don't know, because it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, I've read like three translations, and they... Mm-hmm. I can look this oh, Euripides. Oh, boy. I'm looking it up, too. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to fly this plane with my with my one hand while I got my... Yeah, you fly hand. the plane. I'll, I'll read this. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, he's unfaithful. Uh-huh. Um, Runs away. And he arranges to marry... Uh, the princess, basically. Uh-huh. And yeah. then, 
the king is going to send her into exile, and she says, like, okay, give me a delay. Creon says, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason comes to explain, like, I'm really sorry I cheated on you, but here's why I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Medea is a... Uh, and he wants to keep Medea as his mistress. And so um, she kills his kids. Yeah, so I saw that and I say, And I say, good for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it occurred to me, because, you know, you're talking about revenge, and, like, I would call that a, a pretty feminine story oh for sure right um yeah i saw that shit in high school my high school actually had a pretty good like the theater program was like pretty really? damn good um and that shit freaked me out like they just like bl- you know they had like blood on her hands and like the lights all go red and it was just like struck that's me amazing out. oh yeah yeah that's such a i love like I feel that my per- my personal theater education, I really got robbed of a lot of Shakespeare. There were two Shakespeare's in college, and I was not a major role in either, which is, well, not right, but that's okay. Well, um, and I did a Shakespeare in high school. I did The Taming of the Shrew, and I was Catherine, and that was so much fun. Mm. It was, like, beyond fun. And my boyfriend played Petruchio, uh-huh. my little high school boyfriend. Uh-huh. And, uh... It was so much fun. We had like the time of our lives, and we broke up like two months later. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was um, it was a blast, and I just like up until that point, I really thought like Shakespeare was something I just couldn't do. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just like I'm a singer. I'm like a musical theater actress. Like I don't really do the stuff. It's like not my type. Like nobody's right. gonna cast me. And then I just like fully fell in love with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, with the rest, you're right, and it feels like really, really good to even just get to do it like with you guys, like really fantastic for those who don't know the bathroom is that embarrassing i mean if you do it off camera it's no big deal okay so. i'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick and you can tell everyone about all the wonderful shakespeare we do totally in the meantime i'm also gonna fuck with the noise suppression or whatever so that the audio this plane's probably gonna crash itself because that's how it does it's thing. No expression's fine. Attenuation. Turn that shit off. All right. What's up, y'all? What's up, audience? Hell yeah! That's what I'm. Thank you for about. the sub, Moo Twitches. Love to have you. You now have access to a crashing plane emote as well as my mustached face, a legacy retro emote. <laughs> Which only some will understand the relevance of. There goes the fucking. I mean, I can I can mute I can mute Darwin. I don't know how. To... There you go. I've muted Darwin. Everything's fine. Everyone, calm down. Hey, Daniel. What's up, man? Thank you. Ken, what are these crazy things you put on there, Ari? These are ridiculous. But this is that like magic shit. <laughs> Dancing horse. You're making me think of Kanye West. Oh wait, I muted you. Let me unmute you. Okay, we're good. You're back. Hello again, Darwin. Did you mute me because he thought I was? Did you mute me because you thought I was really peeing in here? 
I just wanted to afford some privacy just in case. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't have a. I, I did go. To, I did go to the bathroom this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, so you started your new job, and oh, yeah. you're moving into a new house. Yeah. So. To make a really, 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 really long story short, uh, my grandmother has dementia, um, which is sucks. Um, yeah. But while she was still, while she still had good days and stuff like that, she, you know, was like, I want to go somewhere where I can be taken care of, you know. Yeah. She went of her own volition. We didn't force her to go, We, you know, and she went. And so my parents are moving into her house i'm moving into my parents house and it's really insane to be (laughs) inheriting property at 24 when you never thought you would anything ever Mm -hmm. (sighs) because i was really really under the impression that i would get like a couple of my mom's gold necklaces or bracelets and that right i was gonna be like well fuck it you know right so it's very exciting and the house is i saw somebody asked um on the thread and if i'm gonna diy this house and yes i am because it needs some love yeah it needs some love oh no i'm, I'm drunk <laughs> um it needs <laughs> it needs some love and i would love to give it some love hell yeah thank you do you dancing horses so she's so nice to me we we, we, we stand dancing horse we love dancing horse we stand we stand um do you have diy skills like house skills you have you done that kind of stuff so when i was in college i worked as a carpenter in the scene shop so i know my way around a shop a little bit yeah but here's the here's the difference i'm discovering as i start to test my skills here uh, built at doing things on the house mm-hmm. when you're building things as a carpenter in a scene shop you're building shit that needs to last a weekend. Mm. And when you're, you know, so when you're building shit in your house and you're fixing things in your house, it's supposed to last you 30, 40 years. Totally. It's a very different experience. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize that until I, you know, got to working on it. But uh-huh. I'm excited to see what I can do with it. And um, I'm just like too broke to not learn how to do shit on YouTube. And also, why wouldn't you at this point? I swear it's like, why would you pay a thousand? That man quoted us a thousand dollars to fix that shit on the roof. Mm-hmm. And I did it all for sixty-five dollars and a couple burns on my ass uh-huh. because the roof was very hot. Uh huh. And a big scrape on my leg. But you know, hey, fuck it. For that much money, we'll take it. Totally. You sound like an alien, Kersey. They're all yelling at you. Oh, they're yelling at me. What the fuck? All right, what's the problem here? Uh, Lithros, you best be waiting in the wings for tech aid. Am I still... I did change something. I've unchanged it. Darbra on a hot tin roof. (laughs) I'm screaming. That's the best thing I've ever read. Sounds good now. Okay, I don't know. For whatever fucking reason, that thing made it worse. Okay. Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i uh yeah i'm i'm 
currently crashing with Connor White Sullivan's place in Utah. Um, mm -hmm. Founded, he's a founder of Rome. He's like, I don't know if you know, but um, this dude wants to get like welding equipment. So I've been like looking up what do you need to do welding, and mm -hmm. it's like took me like a few hours, and I got I ended up getting advice actually from someone on Twitter who randomly was like available to do a call, and it's like <laughs> you, you need all this shit. It is li literally like you know within fucking one and a half minutes of getting his tweet like i had like sent him my phone number or just like on the phone like talking about this shit so anyway i, I may be posting some cool welding welding content soon maybe um but, that's amazing yeah just like talk about random shit i never thought i would like do you know oh for sure yeah what's well, like i was like by the time i'm 24 i'm gonna be at nyu grad living in new york city and i'm gonna be at my first show in new york you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's amazing mm -hmm. where life will take you if you let it. Totally. Um, <clears throat> plus, you get those skills and you can just reuse them your whole life. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm going to open a part-time roofing business. If I know anybody, and I mean anybody, who needs rubber gaskets fixed on their roof. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to underbid the contractors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. great sweet so you got this house i don't know mm -hmm. what, what, what are you thinking about these days what's on your mind what's uh interest to you so i talked about writing this thread and then i never wrote the thread and i feel like a big fat fucking liar okay. because i told everyone i would do it that i didn't <laughs> yeah but i the thing that really i'm thinking about a lot right now is so i sort of Darbra had a lot of internalized misogyny for a really long time. Yeah. And that's not all her fault. Put it to you that way. Um, but I sort of, I don't know, I talk about feminism a lot. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's something that really shaped me as a boring everybody's like, it's just talk to death or whatever. But mm -hmm. on a certain level, I'm having a personal, like, renaissance with it. And... I, I, Default Friend talks about sort of being like just a 90s lib feminist and people think that she's like trying to infiltrate like the right or something which is really funny right? because it, it's sort of like what it feels like if you're not like I don't know like a neo-feminist then it you are sort of like old school like assumed that you're possibly like maybe like a secret turf you know if you have any uh, critiques of the most commonly held philosophies uh you're sort of seen as you're sort of like othered and uh, not trusted yes yeah. brush that's what i mean um and the thing is obviously you know no n online the most extreme voices are always the ones that get the most attention you know oh. and i talked i talked about like if you're if you're writing like a blog right well you have to write something that's new and cutting edge for feminists so the average person looking at that blog is gonna be like, oh, this is like complete crazy shit, right? Mm. But to feminists, it's like, oh, this is just pushing the boundary of what I believe a little bit, you know? Because you're already in the, you're already in the shit, you know, you're already in the group. Right. Um, <clears throat> and for me personally, I think I had a lot of male friends, I've always had majority male friends. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if that's surprising. I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be surprising at all. But it doesn't shock me. 
Okay, well, there you go. I mean, so, you, the burps are on point. <laughs> I just, I just refuse to, um, it makes my mother very upset. Yeah. So I always just burp out loud. If she could see the stream right now, she'd have a heart attack. <laughs> um, my mother, my grandmothers, they tried so hard to make a good, like, southern lady out of me. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was, like, five, they'd just completely given up the ghost. They were like, <laughs> nope, it's not happening. Uh-huh. We tried. Let's just hope she can, you know, sit with her legs crossed. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so, for me, like, I think about feminism as such a, like, shaping force in my life. And I was raised by... My mother's, like, a feminist icon. If anybody knew about her... Oh my god, your mom's like such a girl boss. Mm. And she is, but it's like completely unironic. She has no, or it's like completely naive. Like she has no, like if you asked her, are you feminist? She'd be like, what? No, what's that? You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so it's, you know. But me personally, I feel like I got really into it as like a teenager because uh, I was an ugly adolescent. Um, like, just straight up, an ugly adolescent. Mm. And that's good for you. It builds character. Um, so, at the time when most girls are, like, sort of figuring out, like, what their social status is, I was, like, the lowest I would ever be again. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, but I was like, well, I'm smart, and I'm kind of funny. Kind of, if you squint, you know. And so, I sort of, like, built my identity around that built my identity around the idea that well if I can't be pretty that I can be useful mm. and that make, being useful is more important than being pretty anyway and then and I think this is why I was like I went into college like super naive because I was very um, in my head I was still like an ugly gross looking 14 year old instead I was like blossoming into a you know, pretty good looking young woman Right. and uh, so I, you know I got played is a nice way to put that um so, where was I going with this? So, yeah, so when I was, like, in junior high and, and yeah, like, powered, I can't be pretty, you know? And, like, pretty is useless, like, pretty fades, pretty's not important, you know? Mm. And it's, uh, it's interesting now, because now I'm, like, you know, completely hateful and judge women by their makeup. Uh-huh. That's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But I sort of needed, like, to have a personal renaissance with it, like, especially after I got out of college. Because in college, I feel like I was so busy all the time that I almost had to do a lot of personal growing. <laughs> because I was just worked to death all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surrounded by a lot of like-minded other feminists, you know. So it was like, I didn't have a lot of time to sit and think about what I was, you know, the what flag I was waving, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a lot of guy friends who... I think we're like really actually deeply harmed um, by people waving the flag of feminism. Mm. And at first I really, you know, I was very defensive about that. I would like try to explain it away. I would try to, you know, be like, oh, well, they're, they're just like a bad faith actor. You know, you like that, you know, and I do stand by the point that, you know, if you talk to your friendly neighborhood feminist, she's probably very, very different from who you see online. And that's true. For sure. I mean, well, that's true of really, I think, any political or socio-whatever group, you know. Right. Uh, but what's always been interesting to me is sort of, like, 
I didn't understand how much of, like, my femininity I was, like, sacrificing to do this. Because I've always been, like, pretty masculine presenting for a chick. I know I understand I'm, that right now I'm in, like, three-inch long lashes and, you know, mm. I painted my face for this. But in most of my daily life, I'm in, like, a t-shirt and shorts. I mean, I'm lucky to have, like, a sports bra on. I'm in, like, Mexican man shoes. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I look like shit because I just, I would rather be comfortable. <laughs> so, mm. you know... And I didn't realize how much of, like, I had just completely annexed, like, the feminine for my life. Like, you know, and I wasn't happy with that. Because, like, I look at my mother, and my mother was, like, a professional weightlifter who would, like, go to the gym in a full face of makeup with her, you know, fucking icon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe I don't need to just, like, give up my identity for this, like, ideology that I think protects me. And it was, I think, really last year where I was really sitting with myself a lot about it. And I figured out what I think my biggest issue is with a lot of sort of identity movements. We're going to call them that. Is the idea... So when I look at feminism, feminism's like, okay, we're going to work outside in. By sheer number, we're going to change the world around us by deciding that these are the new rules and punishing people who break those rules, right? Mm. We're going to say, you can't talk to people like this. You can't do X, Y, Z. You know, these things are bad, 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 and they make you bad, and they make you anti-feminist, things like that, right? Mm. <clears throat> I'm, I'm speaking in hyperbole here, but, you know. And I realized what I wanted was an ideology or a belief system that works from the inside out. If being a feminist or reading feminist texts or learning about feminism made me a better person, made me more well-equipped to deal with the world. I liked that better. So I didn't like the idea of policing other people as much as I liked the idea of changing myself. Totally. Because I was like, okay, well, what's... The, and this sort of I got innately because my mother was very, very good about... She always said, if something happens to you that you don't like, somebody says something to you that you don't like, somebody, you know, does whatever, you tell me, and I'm going to bat for you. And she proved that time and time and time and time again. That no matter how bad I fucked up, no matter, you know, what kind of trouble I got into, if I was in danger, she was going to be there every single time. If I was mm -hmm. in danger, if I was in distress, she was going to be there. And that, you know, was huge for me. And my mother made it very clear to me, you know, people can't read your mind. If you're uncomfortable, you need to say something about it. And this is going to start to sound really victim-blamey, and I don't mean it to. But it was impressed upon me from a very early age that you can tell people to fuck off if you need to. Even if you're 13 years old. You know what right. I mean? Right. And that was huge because I, I got into a couple you know sort of semi-sticky situations when I was a teenager and because my mother didn't socialize me to always be quiet and always place and always be um you know well-behaved little woman my mother let me stay a little bit irascible that's how you pronounce that mm. when I got into these positions I would throw hissy fits I did things that kept me safe they didn't make me popular but they kept me safe and that was so much more important. Totally. Yeah. And so I, I look at, like, you know, 
the way that women operate in the world is because like we do train that out of women the idea that you can throw a hissy fit that you can get loud that you can be obnoxious or dangerous or whatever right hmm. we train that out of girls so that's why girls do this thing that men hate which is like you quietly socially exile somebody hmm. like you find this person dangerous well you just make them go away because nobody will associate with them anymore right well You can't shame the shameless, and a lot of I feel a lot of people who are like exiled by these sort of tactics or whatever probably mean super. Not all of them are people who are like actually really dangerous. Maybe people who misstepped, people who misread a situation, people who made a mistake. Um, and I figured out in college, especially, and this was again, again, understand, I'm like a young girl in a hot woman's body, and I don't know what to do with myself. Mm. Um, people made passes at me and things, and I was just like, I don't like that. Stop. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it sounds so it sounds so you know rudimentary and stupid, but there is something to that. You know this idea that you can assert your boundaries and assert them clearly, and you know, and most of the time people respect them. If they're not a real honest to god asshole who wants to do you real harm, they're probably gonna you know be fine. Mm. And uh, I have a lot of male friends who came on to me first. And I was like, no. And we were buddies. It was fine. Um, and that was that's something that when I talk when I talk to girls who were like, oh, I have this guy, and he's like, blah blah blah. I'm like, you have to meet him where they're at. If you have to speak plain English, like if oh, I, I don't want to go out with you, like stuff like that isn't working. You need to be like clear, like listen, you're creeping me out. I don't like the way you're <laughs> you know you're talking to me, whatever. Right. And I think that you know those are the things that if I could sort of change anything about feminism that's what i would want i would want it to work inside out like i feel like it did for me when i was first getting into the text because like uh, at the time that i was sort of getting into it third wave feminism was just kicking off so a lot of the big third wave points and ideas and uh, in terms like microaggression stuff didn't exist yet so i actually did like read the feminine mystique mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that you know mm -hmm. um and I had a lot of, I was really, I've been extremely lucky that I've had wonderful female role models. And I hate to use the term strong women because it's just been, you know, skewered to the point of, you know, being unrecognizable in media. But, mm. you know, I had a lot of women who were very assertive that like lived by their own rules, you know, that did. And I was extremely lucky to be raised around them and learn a lot from them and to be supported by them when I was also figuring myself out. Um, I'm going to kill the chat. This got too serious. <laughs> no, you know, this 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 sometimes happens. A lot of times the chat just goes real quiet, just is listening. You know? Oh, that's um, so sweet. Hi, chat. But you know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, I can't speak for them, but it reminds me of how my mom raised my sisters, you know? Um, you know, I, I was always getting embarrassed as a kid because my mom would be like, sort of like loudly making an issue of something um, in a public space or whatever, but like in a way that yeah. like set some kind of firm, you know, boundary. And uh, I think that did did sort of influence that. Um, but you, you talking about that also reminded me of uh, your threads, because someone asked about this when I when I asked for questions for you, and if I can dig this up. Oh, yeah. Um, and I did read the thread, and you sort of had this thread about, if I can find it, it was about... Um, as I understood it, you were kind of like going through like your history and like times people had like flirted with you, like kind of hardcore, like including in the workplace, mm -hmm. um, like right. really putting it out there. 
and I understood you as sort of, sort of, uh, and you, you know, you correct me, but like describing being kind of fine with it in part because of some way in which you felt comfortable, like getting it to stop when it had to, or something like that. Is that right? Yes, right absolutely. Right? Yeah, you very well. You got the, your reading comprehension is top notch. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, I don't, I don't mind being hit on. It's never bothered me. Even when I was like young, and it did feel a little bit more like threatening or scary. It still didn't like bother me. And for a long time, I was like, oh god, I'm just a narcissist. <laughs> I'm just like a horrible, awful person um, who just like needs male attention and put some hole and then it was like later that i was like no you just like being flirted with you know mm -hmm. what i mean um but you know like a lot of times uh well i in my personal life nowadays i concealed carry and for most of my teenage years and into college i carried a knife with everywhere i went mm -hmm. um so interestingly enough my dad gave me the a knife when i was like 14 and he was like you should carry this with you everywhere you go and i was like dad I can't take this to school. And he was like, well, everywhere else. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um, and he was like, everybody should carry a knife with you, with them everywhere they go, period, end of story. And I realize now what my dad was doing was he was prepping me to conceal carry. Or he's prepping, he prepping me to carry. Yeah. Um, because if you've got a knife on you and you're in a situation that's starting to feel a little bit hairy, you'll notice yourself like naturally reaching for it at times. Mm -hmm. Just putting your hand on it. Maybe not like pulling it out and, you know, you know, scaring anybody with it but and i never did any of that but mm. just like being cognizant of like when you would feel like you wanted to reach for and i did there was only one time in my life where i ever like pulled my knife on somebody and mm -hmm. it was at a gas station really really late at night and i had my i was in my i got in my passenger door right and there was a guy walking from the behind me and he was Walking straight like he was walking to the front of the gas station, but he was at a curve where it looked like he was going to try to push me into my car. Mm -hmm. Or he could have, potentially. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and I looked at him to be, like, extremely clear, like, I see you, and I see that you're walking toward me. And he still kind of was coming my direction, like, not looking at me, but he was, like, clearly still walking right. into the, you know, little triangle of where I was in the car door. Yeah. And I knew I didn't want to get in and close the door because I didn't want him to come and bust the window open. This is what happens when you're raised by a military man. You just think about these things all the time, like it, like a tab in the back of your brain. Mm -hmm. And I like got my knife out and opened it and just looked at him. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, okay, worst case scenario, I'm just gonna throw this at him and get the car, like back up really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. But he saw me. He saw me with the knife. He saw me looking at him, and he just like straightened out and walked into the gas station, and that was that. Um, which kind of confirms so, that something sketchy was going on. I agree, 100%. I don't, again, I can't prove it because it didn't happen, but it definitely was one of those moments where I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I might have actually been onto something here. Because my friends have always accused me of being like paranoid, but I don't know, I just pay attention, I can't help it's it. It's so much better um, to not know if it was real because nothing happened. <laughs> exactly, and it's so much better to make a fool out of yourself in a public place than to, like be in the fucking ER because some man attacked you and left you for dead on the side of the road. Seriously. Or be dead. You know, so. Totally. Not not complaining. Um, but, you know, uh, so I, part of that, I think, is sort of what helped me learn to establish my boundaries because um, I was always, like, a crazy girl, like, oh, she's so loud, she'll say anything, whatever. 
but I never had to like physically assert myself in a way that I thought could be, um, you know, like where I would have to be actually physically dangerous up until I started carrying the knife. And then I started thinking, it's like, okay, well, what level of psycho do I need to get in order to um, protect myself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I agree. Ready to do it all. Um, yeah, but sure, sure. part of that again is oh, no, sorry. if somebody go ahead go ahead what no 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 um yeah if if somebody's bothering me i'm just extremely clear about like you're bothering me leave me alone and you have to be ready and willing to look like a bitch in a public place mm-hmm. <laughs> and look like a little you know young karen in the making but it beats the shit out of being dead and so whatever um and you know it's one of those things like i see all these women and they're like you know i'll do all these things you know like uh you know, make sure you hold your keys between your fingers and like. And I think you don't have anything. That's good. You should definitely do everything you can. But get a gun, get a taser, get bear spray, get hairspray with a lighter. Arm yourself. And but even if it never gets to that point, you have to be very capable and willing to get in a gr- like. You'd be a goose. This is what Ken Ken gave me the goose for it. You'd be a goose. Because, like, if a goose runs at you, Michael, you're a grown man mm-hmm. of some undetermined height. I don't know how tall you are. Six you're two. a big dude. Very handsome. Big mustache. Very scary looking, you know? Yeah. If a goose runs at you, what are you going to do? I'm going to back up a little bit. At least a little bit. <laughs> right. You're going to back up a little bit. Yeah. Well, what, what can that goose really do to you, Michael? I don't know. It could nip me in a bad place. <laughs> That is true, but you know, at at most, it's gonna smack you around a little bit. It's gonna yeah. nip at you. You know, it really just wants, you know. Yeah. And for the most part, though, you can see geese run down bulls. Bulls will run at geese, and yeah. bulls will take off running. They're like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this." You know, right, right, right. it's very scary. Totally. And I always say, like, women need to be—you need to be a goose. You need to make it as—you need to be as scary as possible. You don't have to be able to deliver on any threat, but you have to be willing and able to yell at other. This person is bothering me. I would like your, you know. And I, I read stories where girls are like, "Oh, this guy was following me around the gas station." Don't, don't do that. You know, mm. don't do that. Yell in the store so that everybody there knows what's going on. Sort of like it's gonna make you look crazy, power, but you'll be you know, fine. Is what... Yes, exactly. And yeah. you can't walk around like you're a victim. You can't walk around like you're scared. You gotta walk around like you're a very scary woman. I'm not scary, really, <laughs> in the grand scope of things. You know, but I scare the shit out of people because I just walk around like I'm ready and able to have a fight all the time. Mm. I feel like I'm just repeating myself now, but the uh, yes, uh, I I took chat. I took a few Krav classes and they they really emphasize this. And I think also like Krav Magas is popular among women a lot of times, like for like yeah. these type of scenarios. And it's a lot of like make noise, absolutely. You know, be aggressive, basically. For sure. For sure, for sure. The other thing I'm going to go to the bathroom again. I'm sorry I broke this seat. It's very embarrassing no, no, for me. No, 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 you're very, good. It's very embarrassing that I have basic human functions. We'll no, be back good. in like two shakes. Absolutely. My computer's like at a, a thousand degrees right now. It's just so hot. Because his hands are registered deadly weapons. I only had it because a friend sent it to me after I was mugged in California. Oh, uh, a knife? 
can't <laughs> computer cannot handle Darbra. Shit. Oh, a taser. I'll try to hit some of these questions when we get Darbra back. Eel says, I love geese. Thanks, Eel. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Frozen pizzas as heat sink. Interesting. Riddle Doodle, my dad got my fucking hair. It looks better from different angles. It looks it, like if I'm straight ahead, I'm trying to eye it. It looks a little better. I need to get that delay. It looks better from ahead, but no, it was it was a little too short on the side there. You know, every other time he's done it, it's been a little bit better. He is not a barber. <laughs> Riddle Doodle's talking shit. And, uh, you know, sorry, we can't all be girls or whatever. I don't even know what you're even saying. Um, Ken, that's a strange thing to say. <laughs> right, I'm bonking him in the chat. Bonkerino. Oh, it's legal with Canadian geese. Oh, God. Foul. Jail. Jail, jail, jail. Yeah. Um, Chrissy, right. I think you look very nice. Thank you, Darbra. If that, if that counts for anything. Someone here has reasonable opinions. When Riddle Doodle was on, all she did was say that nobody was hot except for um, who's that fucking who's that fucking guy who's dead? I don't know. What? Um, do we know him? No, 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 not a person we know. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's macabre. No, I young love it. Marlon Brando. Young Marlon Brando. Oh god, young Marlon Brando. Yeah, I mean he is hot. I mean that's fair. He is. I listen, I understand that like I don't I saw somebody the other day and they're like, these are my takeaways from reading uh uh Streetcar for the first time. Hmm. Uh don't be poor and don't fuck Marlon Brando and I was like, No, it's be poor and fuck Marlon Brando <laughs> because it beats the shit out of being Blanche. Uh-huh. I don't remember the story quite Wait. well enough. I remember I remember Blanche and how everything was horrible for Blanche. Yeah, Blanche is just having a rough fucking go of it. Yeah. And I remember oh man, oh man, I oh Kersey. There's yes. so much context to this story, but I feel that it's worth telling, okay? Let's go. Ken already knows, Ken already knows. So we read, I read Streetcar in a directing class in college, and mm. we had this guy, I had this friend, he was also one of my students, other kids in my class, and he, we're going to call him Bill, because if I, I I'm so mad I still like call him by his real name, but anyway, Bill, Bill grows up, Christian home, Christian mom, Christian family, and he's a real dipshit, my first like, the first play we ever read as a freshman, so this is, like, not a seniors, but as a freshman, mm -hmm. we read Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, and I was playing Maggie the Cat in the little scene we were doing, and he was like, mm, I just don't feel like she's this sexual. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? 
what do you mean? And he was like, I just feel like um, she's like this character is like not that sexual. I was like, I, that's literally what her character is. She's not Maggie the cat because she has squinty eyes or like pointy mm-hmm. eyes. She's it's because she's you know she's a cat like literally her whole point. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, my my copy of the script has uh, the uh, playwright's notes in it, and it says. And I was like, you didn't <laughs> read the same play as me. Shut up. <laughs> Even as a freshman in college, I was very, very kind, empathetic, um, and uh, I, it's he was just oh god, the poor boy. I think I was like a junior, or maybe a sophomore when I realized I was playing some music or whatever, and I was like, oh yeah, don't. I was like, how do you not know this song? This is like a song every, literally everybody knows. Well, get this, Michael Kersey. He mm. grows up Christian household, only Christian music, mm. only exclusively. Wait, what did like, he? What did he not, not even listen? Uh, I think it was like shit. It was like a Black Eyed Peas song, something okay. like it was inescapable for the two years that it was like on yeah, the airwaves. Yeah, yeah. just everywhere haunting you. And I was like, Bill, you can't. How how do you not? You know. And so I was like, All right, Bill, let me do you a solid. Let me introduce you to some good ones. So I made him like a mixtape. Back when you know this was back when computers still had CD drives. Yeah. And you know. I was like, I made him a mixtape, and I was like, you'll like this, you'll like this, and then he would try to, like, show me Christian music, like, his sort of, like, quid pro quo, and I was like, you don't have to. You yeah. really don't have to. <laughs> I'm good. Please don't. Yeah. Um, and we were seniors, so we were interacting. At this point, he and I had a huge falling out. We weren't anymore. Well, we were never really friends, but he wasn't a pet project of mine yet either. anymore either. And nobody in the department liked him. He was just like... Uh, you know, pariah. And we were reading um, Streetcar, and the director said, uh, we were reading the description of Blanche, and it says that there's something about her that's like a It's like a moth. It's in the stage directions. It's in the script. Mm. And we all sort of, like, looked at each other, and we were like, yeah, does anybody know what that means? Yeah, we don't know what that, what does that even mean. And our director was like, well, you know, think about it, you know. Like, what are some characteristics of moths? And we're like, oh, well, they're really delicate. We're like, well, they're very papery thin. They're very, like, you know, white and antique looking. They're very, you know... And, then we, you know, finally we were like, oh, we get a, we get an idea here. Like, we're starting to see, like, okay, Blanche is, is sort of like a moth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something, like, antiquated about her and delicate and, like, fragile and, uh, you know, soft. And so we're like, okay, cool. And one of the things we were talking about was... Uh, Blanche is always reaching for something that she can't have. You know, she's reaching for a time that doesn't exist anymore. Uh. And Bill pipes up and says, oh, like a lunar moth. Okay. And we're like, what? And he's like, like a lunar moth. Like, they fly towards the moon. And I'm like, it's a lunar moth. He's like, no, it's it's a lunar moth. <laughs> I'm like, alright, Bill. And where I'm sitting... Bill can't see me, but the director can see me. And somebody asked Bill, they said, well, how do you know so much about moths? <laughs> and out of the back of, behind Bill's back, I reached up and did the, like the Buffalo Bill, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, thing. And uh, I got, <laughs> the professor was very displeased with that as a rule. <laughs> he was like, please stop, please stop. <laughs> And laughing, I just, I don't know, I think about that all the time. I think, I don't know. I don't know why that lives in my head rent-free, that, like, moment. 
I have a lot of, I have like a, a too much empathy for people who are fucking clueless and like arrogant in their cluelessness. Mm. But I think that's because on some level, Kersey, aren't we all arrogant? In our- I think so. Some people, some people don't believe in themselves, and that's a different thing. Yes. But. but I don't yeah. know which is worse. Do you? What do you think? I'd rather, I'd rather be a little bit arrogant and and clueless than not believe in myself. Actually, I'd rather be wrong I, and I a agree du- with you. I'd rather be wrong and a dumbass. I think than than not like think <laughs> I'm awesome. I mean, you know have any self-belief yeah I, I agree with you yeah i probably at some point in the past would have been like no i would rather i would rather know things and have no faith in my- i would i would like to be as dumb as possible please <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. what a privilege and what a gift it is to be like dumb on a certain level uh-huh i feel like dumb is making a comeback yeah and i don't know how to feel about it like on a certain way i'm like yeah hell yeah and then other times i'm I need the right people to be dumb and the wrong people to be smart. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Well, I mean, if you have a natural inclination to be, if you have a natural inclination to be smart, you should be dumb. If you have a natural inclination to be dumb, you should try to be smart. It's kind of like a like a true neutral. So it was the Buffalo Bill because like he's keeping mom. So I did, they were like, well, how does he know so much about mom? I was like, oh, because. He's keeping. Sorry, you're clipping. Your audio clipped a little bit. You said he's clip. He's keeping moths. I, I've never actually seen that movie. You've never seen The Silence of the Lambs. I know. I know. Well, yeah. Michael Philip Kersey. <laughs> I should How watch dare it. you? I should, I should watch. You it. should. It's. 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 It is a. It's like high art that's also totally watchable and fun to watch. I basically. I in general don't like horror movies and i have watched a number of them and there are some that i like the one that i like is 28 days later that is one that i i don't like it i I don't want to watch it but i did watch it and i was like this is good as a movie but i guess if you're gonna watch one like fucking sounds of lambs is a good choice not to split hairs here but i would classify it much more as a thriller than as a horror film you, you classify Silence if you, of the Lambs. If you as believe more of a, in that, yeah, a thriller, yeah, yeah. If you, if you believe in that sort of distinction, I do. No, I do. I love distinctions. This is philosophers on Twitch playing Flight <laughs> Simulator. We love distinctions, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, yeah, it's not like scary. It's a little like, like, not like horrifying and like, oh god, that's so gory. But in the sense, it's like, oh god, people could do this to each other. That's. It's sort of like. Yeah. yeah I don't. I yeah. won't bore you with my Sounds of the Lambs recap hour. It's uh-huh. very good. Suspenseful, yeah, is a very good word for us. Is, is right about that. Totally. I don't know. Did anybody ask me anything? I, I tried not to read the question. Oh, yeah. We got a bunch of them. I actually was just going to try to get to that. Um, I well, I, I I knew if I read them, I, I wouldn't. I would come off rehearsed. Right. No. Do, you you, you uh, have that actor instinct. I totally know what you mean. Um uh. Okay, let's just rattle through them. Top three dinosaurs. That's easy. I don't even think I know three dinosaurs. <laughs> um, whatever that big ocean one is, that's like not the megalodon. That's in it's in the Jurassic movies for like two seconds. 
You know what I'm talking about? Plays it looks the... like a sea turtle, but like with a huge, terrifying mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's like a is like a dragon turtle. I don't know what it's actually called. Yes. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. Cool. That thing. Uh, I'm a big fan of the little tiny raptors. I don't remember what they're called. Those little like they're like teeny tiny. Like you hold them in your hand, they're like chickens basically. That you know? small. They're... Big fan of one of them. I don't well, think that's real. They're like <laughs> they're like chicken sized. I'm pretty sure. You mean like a rat? Like a, so, a velociraptor is like. No, 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 <laughs> no! I know they're big. <laughs> they're like little. They're like little. Uh, they're like yeah. They're like the ones that eat the guy in the first Jurassic Park. The, the guy, fat guy. The fat guy gets. Eat, you mean the guys that the ones that have the like, <laughs> like the like. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> the fat oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's guys. But those this aren't is, the size of. This is what we're doing. I'm philosopher chat. <laughs> those aren't the size of chickens, though. Um, are they not the size? Of, are they bigger or smaller? In the movie, that one is bigger. But then, okay, here's the complexity. Okay, Velociraptors, as you think of them, as they are in the first movie, that's actually Deinonychus, I believe. Someone here will probably correct. Okay. Me. Um, but Velociraptor is the actual thing that is a Velociraptor, like in the fucking like paleontological like system, is a small kind of chicken-sized thing that runs around. Okay, well room. the Velociraptors. Okay, well, okay, the little Velociraptor. All right, so big turtle Velociraptor. The and... idea. Uh. Oh shit. Um. Oh. Oh. Uh. Allosaurus is my other favorite. What are those? He's like a he's like a hipster T Rex, but he has horns. Oh, okay. All right, Lithros. I finally actually knew one's name. Lithros is really upset, and he's saying compies, compies. Yeah. Yeah. So. Compos. I'll trust them. Compsognathus. Okay, cool. Good answer. I I, I want to think. Jurassic <laughs> World. You said Jurassic World has the big uh, turtle dinosaur. Yeah, well, it's not a turtle. It's just shaped sort of like a turtle. It looks... I don't remember what it's called. It's cool, though. I've always liked that one since way before. Yeah. When I, I grew up watching Animal Planet. That was what I watched for fun, for entertainment, and uh, Discovery Channel, which is how you knew I was going to grow up to be an annoying adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. I always thought those were super cool. They're so scary, and I don't think Megalodon is half as scary. Mm. Megal- What's Megalodon? Is that the big... Is that the big... It's just a big fucking shark. A huge yeah. shark, yeah. I mean, a that big-ass is... shark. <gasps> I could have just said crocodiles, because crocodiles have been basically the mm. dinosaurs. They've just got smaller. Mm. That's true. That's true. Okay. Lithros asked, best memory at dawn or dusk? Can I do both? Yeah. Okay. I said, can I do both? And I don't know which one. I don't know. I don't have one for either off the top. Mm-hmm. Um, dawn or dusk? Um, for dawn, when I was... I feel like I just keep talking about college. It feels like... But this was a good moment. Anyway... I, also, you're I, not, I you're not that it. old. If you were a lot older and were always talking about college, it would be a little different. But you're not that long out of it. So. Okay, that's fair. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. I feel much better. Oh, this is also, like, that was the last time that I had, like, a real... 
like a tribe tribe, you know, mm-hmm. until now, which feels really good. Mm. Um, but I, uh, I came in like late, um, after being out and, uh, I had several out driving around smoking cigarettes, talking, people drinking. Um, and there were a bunch of people in my apartment who did not live there. We all did. And, uh, because I was just excited to have company and have my friends over, I was like, actually really excited. Sorry, hold on. Um, sorry. Let me I interrupt made... you. You're, you're clipping a little bit in the audio. Do we, does anyone here have any knowledge of audio such that they would have a theory about why that might happen? Did I just stretch the cord out? I don't think that would be how that would happen. <laughs> but you seem uh. you seem so morose about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, uh, Inter- thinks it's internet. I was wondering if it was it like... It might be my internet. Okay, if it, oh, then let me actually tweak my thing. I'm going to lower the bandwidth. You'll get, you're going to look a little more fuzzy, but that's okay. Okay, let's just uh, say again. You're, you're saying you were out with people. Oh, and I came back to my apartment, and uh, everybody was there, and I was like, oh, are you guys um, tired? And they're like, yeah, we're so tired. We have to pull it all nighter. So I had already taken this class like two years ago mm. that everybody was studying for. So I was like, okay, well, I'll make coffee and I'll help, you know. And I made a pot of coffee, just like I make coffee every morning and most evenings. And, uh, like, maybe an hour later, everybody drank their coffee and suddenly everybody's, like, bouncing up any And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, they were completely out of pocket. And they were like, it has to be this coffee, this coffee. And then one of them went, and I used to, because I, like, never really made coffee before, I would just fill the way up to the top of coffee because mm-hmm. i thought that's how you made it mm-hmm. and uh i still make it like that mm-hmm. but uh um so everybody was like super jacked up on coffee i drink like that all the time because i was so you know whatever and uh they were all bouncing off the walls and at one point i stepped outside to smoke a cigarette um in my truck and then i, I drove a truck all the way through college butch queen and uh well, somebody came out, and we were talking, and then we ended up just sitting in the back of my truck, and then, like, one by one, everybody filtered out of the We were all sitting in the bed of my truck, talking and, you know, shooting the proverbial shit, and somehow the conversation shifted to, like, how much some of us had changed, and, you know, how we'd grown as people, we were friends with people we weren't when we first got there. That. Um, and one of my very dear friends who I wish I got to talk to more nowadays uh, said, you know, like, I think, because I was like, I don't think I'm any different. And she was like, it, you've changed so much, you just, like, don't even recognize, you don't even realize it. You're so much, like, a better friend and, you know, I'm, like, so lucky to have you in my life or what. Cue me, this was at a time when I didn't cry in front of anybody under any circumstances ever. Mm. Like, not even my mother. And... I, like, open mouth wept in the bed of this truck. <laughs> um, and it was, like, a really... It was a really gorgeous moment. And uh, it seems a little pedestrian to think about it now, you know? But, uh, it like, it was just as, like, dawn was breaking and they'd completely given up tests. You know, sitting in the bed of this truck, like, hugging each other and talking about... Those things are, like... When you have those things with anybody they're so special and you just don't know until you get away from Mm. and uh i think about that uh that everybody's free to wear sunscreen does that ring any bells for you no what is that so 
MTV would do this thing in the late 90s where they would say, like, oh, to the class of, like, 95. And they'd have some famous person read, like, an essay or give a speech or something. And I think, I think Chris Rock doing uh, There's No Sex in the Champagne Room. Uh-huh. But... There's one that's everybody's free to wear sunscreen, and it's it's a it's an essay that was written for the Chicago Times a long time ago, and uh, <laughs> um, it's just like a lot of advice. It's like you could I, like you can wear sunscreen. That's like science, but the rest of this is just like my own meandering experience. And uh, they said one of the things that um, is really important is uh, when you get older that you remember the people uh, that you knew when you were young. Because they're the best link to your past and the best hope of who you'll be in the future. And uh, I think about that a lot. I'm such a softy. I really hate that for me. No, no, it's wonderful. No, it's, it's <laughs> wonderful. Hell yeah. I don't know. I just. Um, I feel it's so. Uh, People let each other go so easy. And we're in an age where it's so much easier to be connected than it ever has been, ever in history. You know, like my mom has all these like letters that my dad wrote her. Uh, because they worked opposite shifts, so when they would get in a fight or something, they would leave each other notes trying mm. to make up. Oh. <laughs> Which is super funny. Right. Um, but, you know, I think about like, as we've sort of commodified um, the way that we speak to one another. I think we miss these things now because it's one of 6,000 things rather than like a physical thing you can hold in your hand. I think and about that. It should that. be easier. I think but about it, that it with, with, with like the past, like goodbyes meaning a really different thing. You know, if like mm-hmm. you literally are not going to like be in this state for like, I don't know, years or whatever. And then it's like the only way to contact is like a fucking piece of paper carried by a horse. Um, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like think, people who like moved west, it's like you get two letters. Your parents would get two letters from you for the rest. Mm hmm. Like, how do you write a three page letter and try to tell them what's happened? Yeah. No, they tried. I mean, uh, you know, Lincoln and, um, and his wife and uh, Napoleon has actually a bunch of bunch of these letters yeah um to josephine and it's just uh you know very emotional um because napoleon was like that but (laughs) hey she had beautiful upper arms (laughs) josephine yeah she had beautiful upper arms and she always um she dressed herself in the visage of it was like the style of the time but she would always dress herself in very sheer things Mm. Um, and always had bare arms, which was very not of the time period. Mm. Uh, and she always made sure that when she went to a party or something, she arrived several hours before any of the guests and got ready there. Mm-hmm. Descend the staircase rather than walk in the... Oh, wait. You, I, I messed up the thing. Rather than walk in the what? Rather than walk in the front door dressed and entering like a commoner uh-huh, uh-huh. she would go to the party hours or get dressed up um and, and then descend. descend the staircase yeah as though Sick. she was just walking down from heaven love it josephine was a smart ass lady yeah 
Um, Famous sentimentalist Napoleon. <laughs> no, totally, totally was. He's like, he he's like talking about like how like she never writes him enough, and she, you know, her her marble stare because he like knows she doesn't love him anymore and like shit like this, and it's like oh, maybe he's just being like dramatic, you know, like or, or not. I just love that say. Napoleon is like an overly emotional manlet who's also like one of the. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, that dichotomy is just... I love it so much. Yeah. I love it. Um, let me look back at my questions here. Um, we got top three dinosaurs. We got the best memory of Donner Dusk. Three spots in your apocalypse bunker. You can take anyone. Who do you take? I could take anyone. Yeah. Um... Just taking all three of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I probably take uh, Joe Rogan for fun, <laughs> just for fun, and because I think he's handsome. Uh huh. And you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> he heard it. Um, and uh, probably Survivor Man. I can't remember his name. Oh uh, yeah, Bear, Bear Grylls. No, the other guy. The one who's a little more serious than Bear Grylls. If you're, if you're a little more discerning with your survival <laughs> TV. Yes. And David Lynch. David Lynch, the director. Yeah. Just to talk about movies. I just want to watch him walk around and be a fucking widow. <laughs> I listen to me. I am so over artists. I want my artists fucking weird, freaky. I want them to talk about, like, Alan Moore is a wizard. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's what I want. Alan Moore, like, the guy who directed The New Watchmen fully believes that Alan Moore put a curse on him and on the show. Right. I've heard That's this. what I want out of an artist. Uh-huh. I don't want, I'm just, oh, the stars, they're just like you. Fuck that. No, they're not. I want them batshit crazy. This one, like, a Kanye fan. Yeah. Because it's like, is this man completely unhinged? Should he have access to Twitter? God, I hope so. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Ethically, I'm not sure. But for my soul, I want him to, you know? Totally. And uh, those are, see, it's like those things that I'm like, yeah. I, I And it's like David Lynch is everybody's favorite artist's favorite artist. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge, stinking, disgusting, piece of shit Nine Inch Nails fan. And mm -hmm. like, Trent Reznor talks about all the time that David Lynch... Uh, that he saw a racer head and a racer head, basically in the sense of like using noise and sound rather than using like music mm -hmm. like structured music as we as we think of music and I was like David Lynch and I, I watched Twin Peaks last year mm -hmm. due to the David Lynch fandom but I am completely obsessed with him and uh, you know I just I would love to see what that man is like just when he's hanging out mm -hmm. you know yeah like, what does he do on like a normal tuesday like does he drink oat milk in his cereal and just pet his dog i don't know right right i do wonder this about That's kanye what I, want. I wonder this about kanye because <laughs> he does sit i mean you see him doing all this weird shit and, and his as far as we understand 
his normal life is kind of crazy. But he also has made comments to the effect that, like, I invented Kanye West, that, like, Kanye West is a character in some sense. And so, uh, part of you wonders. Yeah. Part of you wonders. You know. I agree. Absolutely. Brooke, I have no I idea what that. the points on the thing side thing is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good answer. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he'd be like, you know, I got some muscle. And being the only woman, I've got... Something upsets me. I don't think anybody can control him. Uh-huh. Wait, let us try something. If you move your mic a little bit further from your face, because you are clipping a little bit, uh, the other, the other. Uh -huh. I wonder if that will be better. You might need a. I guess how, how the hell are we even you know, wrapping your hair? Okay, we, well, let's try it. Let's try it. We'll see if that does anything. Um, are you religious? I noticed your earrings, and also someone asked, "Best book in the Bible." Uh, so these are my Billy Idol earrings. Uh huh. Uh -huh. They have very little to do with Jesus, um, uh -huh. sort of as a belief system. Mm. I like to wear one cross earring because it makes me look punk rock mm. um, or something. Um, I That's a big question. I... I think I believe in God. I think I believe we've got him all wrong. I I was raised, uh, one side of the family is Southern Baptist, or Missionary Baptist, Southern Baptist. Mm. And the other side of the family, I was raised Assembly of God, which is like diet Pentecostalism. Mm. So, no denim skirts, but lots of speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I sort of I was a very inquisitive child when it came to religion, and I heard a lot of hard and fast rules. You got a lot of those in religion, mm. Christianity. Uh, this is true. This is how this happened. Right. And on one side of the family, I got this very literal, biblical interpretation. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the family, I got this really sort of, like, more esoteric, um, like, interpretation of the Bible. And I found that very confusing. Mm. Um and I was very, I was quick to pick up on the sort of, like, things that didn't match up there. And I've never done it. I've never spoken in tongues. Um, <laughs> and uh, don't ever probably think I will. Cool if I did, though. Um, actually did it instead of just, you know, you know, a lot of people just made noises. <laughs> and that counted. Um, uh, I think I would have probably stayed a believer a lot longer Except I asked questions a lot. I had a lot of uncomfortable questions out of the mouth of a child. And rather than somebody saying, okay, let me get you some literature to read, or let me help you interpret, this is what I think it means. I was just mm -hmm. kind of told to stop asking questions. And that did not sit well with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I felt, my parents were always very, my parents talked to us like adults, and they were very clear about, um, they believed that we could understand things and we could ask the right questions to help us understand things. Mm. So to have adults just be like, oh, that's just not a question you should ask. Uh, really was not a fan of that. Um, and I sort of, I read the Bible cover to cover when I was in the eighth grade. 
with mm. the intent of trying to figure out how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I absorbed a tenth of it because I don't remember basically any of it. <laughs> I think I did it kind of just to say that I'd done it. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I kind of just was like, all right, I'll, I'll come back to this later. <clears throat> I'll come back to my eternal, um, my eternal soul at a later date. <laughs> and, uh, I did come back to it, I think, in the last several years. I'm sort of trying to... I'm sort of writing a novel right now where I'm writing a biblical apocalypse of sorts. Mm. So, uh, I'm trying to read through the Bible and sort of, you know, pick it for ideas, make sure I'm, I'm really designing this apocalypse in a way that fits my interpretation of God and also is not entirely like a fan fiction of the Bible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. They're not doing an alternate universe Bible. Uh, right. And I think what I'm coming to grips with is sort of, I just don't like the idea of anybody doing Which is, I hate that because I have friends who go to church all the time and I'm like, yeah, I just don't need anybody to tell me what it means. I'll figure it out. Mm. And that sounds super, like, arrogant and annoying. And I don't mean to imply that they need someone. <clears throat> but I just don't. I would much rather read it, and I, I feel comfortable at this point in my life uh, interpreting any kind of literature or text myself. I don't right. need the spark notes. I'll figure it out. And, uh, like, something that really struck me that had never, uh, when I was reading it this past time is, like, uh, Eve, the name Eve, mm -hmm. is basically, like, a direct translation to the word life. Mm. And I'm sure everyone is, uh, you know... I'm sure someone somewhere, a biblical scholar, would tell me that that's not really true. But I did read that a couple places. Mm. And so in my head, I was thinking, okay, well, if you have to take the choice, or it's like, in order for you to live, life literally is going to force you to sin. Right? Mm. Because life did do that, if you want to you know, be literal here. Mm. So, I don't know, things like that are super interesting to me. And I, I'm really excited to go through and give it, like, read, take notes, pay mm -hmm. attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I don't know. I like it. I'm interested to see where I end up feeling about it. But I do feel like God is real. I just, I'm like, I'm just, I guess, a contrarian when it comes to this stuff. Because I guess this was one of the first really authoritative structures that I was in that I really, really... I like school mm -hmm. but I just did not like church mm. <laughs> that sounds like such a fucking 2010 atheist thing to say but it is what it is you know it is what it is yeah for me my favorite book of the bible though hands down it's Esther it's not even close is which Esther Esther, Esther. uh-huh I can read it in 15 minutes it's a good story uh-huh it's got a cool characters i like it so uh just so i'm clear is esther with esther and mordecai and is this the same thing as i'm thinking of with xerxes Korn? xerxes xerxes oh this is a different thing yeah i'm echoing again what the fuck i literally don't i did not change anything so esther she's a concubine she's jewish right she's one of xerxes ladies and waiting and I think her brother, her cousin, I'm not really sure. It's been a minute. I'm not quite there in my read-through yet. Mm -hmm. Tells Esther, listen, 
that Xerxes is going to kill, like, a lot of the Jews, and we need you to stop him. And Esther's like, I don't know what you think about... I really want to do drunk Bible stories, but I think that'll get me blamed uh-huh. if I put them on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, Esther's like, I don't know what you think about my little position here, but that's not really how it works. Like, I don't just, you know, I don't just tell the king what to do. So, yeah, somebody put it in as Xerxes. That's in, sorry, I guess I'm echoing. I don't know why the fuck I would be echoing. It's bothersome to me, but I don't know what I can do about that. Um... Wait, so it's, in, it's Xerxes in one of the translations? In, like, the King James Bible or something? I'm, like, 99% sure it's Xerxes. I could be wrong about that. Well, I know it's, like, he's the guy He's the guy that they fight in 300. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, or Ahuserus. Ahuserus. I can't fucking read. Yeah, it is Mordecai, though. Right. So I guess she is his wife, actually, because his wife, yeah, am I, am I his now? first wife didn't obey him. Ha, ha, but yeah, so she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it up in my best, you know, Sunday best, and I'm gonna, you know, take a good bath, my skin oils and everything, and I'm gonna go get, uh, I'm just gonna walk up and talk to the king, which is like, how you get kilt. You know, mm-hmm. that's how you get motherfucking kilts as a concubine. Mm-hmm. And because she was so pretty and so sweet and so modest, yeah, so nicely, he was like, okay, I won't kill all your people. And he didn't. Right. All of that. Just <laughs> chicks, what is it? Chicks rule. <laughs> yeah, the reason I wonder is because... Babes rule. The, uh, the, uh, the way I think it is in Judaism is that it's not like in the... Torah, but it's in a secondary thing that is for Purim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever that thing is called. What is that thing called? Someone's I know what you. Up. I know what you're talking. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Thursday, you're not Jewish, are you? I am. You are. I am. People of the book. That's exciting. I've yeah. never. I've actually never like known yeah. a person personally who is Jewish. That's amazing to me. <laughs> There's not a lot of it down here. There's really, I mean, I think my hometown has a Jewish temple, but uh-huh. uh, I didn't, I didn't ever know anybody who was either, either consider themselves like ethnically or religiously. Uh huh. I'm happy to, I'm happy to, you know, I, I was talking to somebody recently who were there just like, I don't know about Judaism. I just haven't ever learned anything. I was like, oh my God, what, what do I do? <laughs> what, what do I explain? What I got like the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got like the public school version, and then like uh-huh. anything I could watch on TV about it, you know. Right, right, right. The um, what was the thing that I thought? Of? I sang a song in Yiddish once. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. Just once, though. Do you know about klezmer music? I do not. Klezmer music is a great um, Jewish culture thing because it's it's not like biblical, you know, just but it's like this really wacky sounding music that has like clarinets and and just. Like it's real wacky. Like you hear it, you're like, "Holy shit!" Um, How do you spell that so I can write it down? Klezmer. Huh? Maybe I can put some real quick. Let me just find something on YouTube that I can get into it. So I can turn on some klezmer music. Klezmer music. Um, you may need you may need to unmute Twitch to hear this. Okay. I won't talk there. Uh... <laughs> 
wacky. This is like low key. But where's the wacky shit? I love the strings. I'm gonna skip forward for some wacky shit. Anyway, there you go. I, I can only play so much of it so I don't get a copyright strike, but you, you get the idea. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh. There, we did some we did some work on behalf of the Jewish people. I feel good about this string. Um. <laughs> I wanted like it's like dance music. Oh yeah, no people get trash, totally. <laughs> no, it's party trashed. Oh yeah. I love it. This is a thing that apparently um, I haven't spent personally spent as much time around like Orthodox Jews, but apparently Orthodox Jews like really drink. Um, uh, but you know, as, I love that. You know, as part of you know celebrations and stuff, it definitely is a yeah. He says go to, go to an Orthodox Jewish wedding. Yeah, I should do that. Oh, how do I get rid of this? Get married. Well, you're not Orthodox, but. Find me an Orthodox Jewish person who's getting married, <laughs> and I will go. Totally. Totally. I feel like, did you, like, pause the game, or did you just not wreck the plane? No, I, I just didn't. I got... When you're going straight, it it doesn't do too bad. If you go off from straight, you start having problems. But you can kind of cruise in the ideal gotcha. case. Gotcha. Um, okay, let me, let me see about these questions. So we got... Got the dinosaurs, got the dawn of dust, got the apocalypse bunker, got the how you ended up on Twitter, got the DIY skills question, got the how old you are, um, origin of the gas station Barbie name. I love this question. I got this on an AMA one. Mm -hmm. It makes my little heart so happy. So I'm a smoker, as I'm sure anyone who's actually watching the video knows at this point. Um, so... I, for whatever reason, me and everyone in my family who smokes have the same disease where we're like carton. So we just buy packs every day, which is not cost effective. But I think it mentally makes us feel like we could always, even though we won't. And we know that. That's sadder than I meant it to sound. Anyway, <laughs> I spent a lot of time in gas stations. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I'm also like a big slut for sweet tea and Dr. Pepper. Not at the same time. Um... And honestly, pretty much all of my favorite foods I can procure in a gas station, either in the hot box or just on the rack. And so when I was in college and like, well, no, just my whole life, basically, as long as I've been able to, I've been going to gas station. Uh, excuse me. And um, my real name is Darby, for anyone who didn't know. And uh, I was a very like small five-year-old girl with blonde hair whose name was Darby. And you can guess what people called me a lot. Mm. Um, so I got Darby Barbie all the time. All the time. And it really used to annoy me. And now I'm like, Darby should just like been chill with that. <laughs> should just been cool with that. Should just let that rock. Um, but uh, it's been like, in Nor there's just, I've spent so much of my life in gas stations going in and out. And I keep, I've always kept really strange hours. Stuff. So I've always been like a night owl. Mm. And I love gas stations 
I love them so much. I love that they're dirty, they're dingy, they're a place of like transients when you're moving thing to another. They're like a necessary stop because everybody, even the richest person in the world, well, maybe not them, but most people have to go to a gas station. Mm. Um, it's true. You know, it's a, it's a true equal. It's like the subway in New York City. You know what I mean? Like everybody rides the subway mm. for the most part. So to me, it always just felt like. I feel like when I walk into a gas station, I feel like I'm home. And the gas station Barbie thing came about because. Like, you've ever seen, like, those, like, they'll sell kids' toys in gas stations, you know? Hmm. And they're, like, just awful, cheap, plastic, made-in-China things. But occasionally, like, the dolls are, like, knockoff Barbies, and they look like shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they just look horrendous. <laughs> and, like, their faces aren't painted on right. You know, I grew up with my mom. I was very big into Barbies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fuck with Bucky's, and I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> um, they, like... So these, like, Barbie dolls were just, like, they always looked so fucked up. But the thing is, like, even on my worst day in a gas station at 1130 at night, I'm normally the best-looking woman around. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, in the gas station, no matter what, I'm the belle of the fucking ball. And, I don't know, there's just something, I love it. It's, they're trashy, they're disgusting, they're, you know... But everybody's got to walk into them. It's like a, just a reminder. It's like, listen, you're not better than me. We all go to the gas station. Um, the reason I don't like Bucky's or certain, like, you know, really nice shell stations and things like that is because I don't want to have a luxury gas station experience. Is that what that is? I want never to walk in. Bucky's, their gas stations, they're mostly out of town. But you walk into the Michael, Michael, listen to me. Yeah, you walk into them, and the you you will walk in near a cash register because you're the you check out, and there's like multiple sections of cash registers because these things are like little Walmart, mm-hmm. and everyone smiles at you and they're like, "Welcome to Bucky, welcome in, hope you're okay." Ugh. Uh-huh. Fuck no! I want an old man. I want the old man from fucking. No Country for Old Men with the coin toss to be the guy who greets me at a gas station. Uh-huh. I want some, like, former addict woman who, like, you know, hates me. You know, like, I don't <laughs> go... I'm not going into a gas station because I have a luxury experience. Fuck that. That's ridiculous. And they're, mm-hmm. like... And they have, like, pulled pork sandwiches and, like, they have Bucky's brand clothing and it's, like, a big section. It's, like, a big uh-huh. section of clothing. It's not, like, two little racks. Okay. It's like they're they're like the Walmart of gas stations, and they're disgusting, and they're like, they're disgusting in the sense that they're like sanitized. Nice. I think if I, I don't feel th- like I'm gonna get. St- <clears throat> Go ahead. No, as you can say, I think I know the type of place. I, I might have stopped at one when I used to take a a bus, um, as a bus stop. Um, yeah, like with the big clothing section is is what. Yeah. 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 And it's like, buy all your Texas shit here. It's like, no, listen. If I don't feel like I'm going to get stabbed when I get out of my car, when I walk into the store, when I grab my drink, checking out, when I go back to my... Every, you know, mm-hmm. like, process. If I don't feel in fear of my life and also <laughs> closer to God than I've ever felt in my like, ever, then I don't want it. You know, I feel, I don't know, I've always felt like... I've always felt closer to God in a Waffle House or a gas station than I ever 
uh, yeah, we're still. Your, your mic's yeah. clipping a little bit again. I think it was actually working when it was oh, around sorry. your head. No, it's all good. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Um, do you I'll have... try not to speak so passionately about gas stations. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. You've got you to you think. Um, the, uh, is there one you particular... Is there like a particular gas station you like? A gas station brand or something? Or is it all kind of so, within I'm a, a big... category? <sighs> So I don't know if this is like common up there, but down here we normally refer to gas stations if they're not a chain like an Easy Mart or like a Quick Trip or something. Mm. We refer to them by whatever gas they sell. So if it's a Valero gas, we we call it a Valero. Mm. And uh, if it's if it's um you know if it's like a Shell, we call it a Shell so shit like that. Mm-hmm. I personally am a big fan of Easy Marts because even though they're a chain and you can expect roughly the same thing in all of them, they're all still complete pits. Mm. You know, they're always terrible. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I I, just, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of like a Loves, for instance. Like Loves is a good example of a gas station because most of the time they're too nice. And my, where I used to live in Oklahoma, I frequented a Loves station because it was the only thing 24 hours. And I was ended up best friends with all of the gas station guys. One of the, oh man, one of my favorite moments. It's like such a stupid little thing, but I went in to get like a Dr. Pepper or whatever, a Diet Coke or something. I don't know. And I uh, put a top on it and I just went up and that was all I wanted. Said, you know, this is it. And he said, oh, ice is free. And I was like, I've got soda in here. And he was like, hey, ice is free. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, just took. They do that sometimes. Just let me take a drink, which is like, mm. yeah. Hmm. I've, hey, I've been to Ardmore actually, Bungo Man, and well, Ardmore is a lot nicer than Durant, which you wouldn't think, but it is. And um, I don't know. I only ever went to one gas station there. Paperwork to get processed or something. So I don't know. I haven't frequented the gas stations in Ardmore. So maybe the loves there really, for the most part. Loves tend to be sort of run pretty nice. Yeah, Durana's not nice. I don't know. I had another Oki in here. This is lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for the record, Lithros. I really do. I don't like look for dangerous situations, but I do. I just like to be in places that don't feel. I think part of this is a class thing for me. I hate to feel. I went to a very rich junior high at the time that I was poorest in my entire life. So, like, at the time, you know, we were figuring out how you fit socially into the ladder. It was the poorest and ugliest I would ever be, ever. And I think what sticks with me out of that experience is this feeling that I... I remember... I'm sorry, I feel like I'm rambling, but... Hmm. I went to a banquet in the eighth grade. They brought us to, like, a big science banquet or something. I don't even know. I wasn't good at science. But, um... They had like a, you know, they had all the, you know, like four forks and four spoons and all that. I mean, it was like, why were they throwing the shit for eighth graders? And they had a a little bowl on the, when we first sat down, I was starving because we'd been there all. And they had this little bowl of white chocolate roses. Like, dope. I grabbed one. And then I realized it was butter. <laughs> because I'd never been to a place where they serve butter like that. Uh-huh. And it's not, you know, I was an eighth grader and it's not like but it's super funny to think about because everybody just 
like they knew and I didn't know. Uh-huh. And I remember just sitting there and being like, I just love butter. Like just <laughs> trying to like salvage the situation, you know. You and it. I think yeah, it's everybody laughed and like thank God to greater. It's like the first thing you can do something stupid as shit like that. And I absolutely would as well ever ask to be. Um but I think about uh stuff like that and I wonder, you know, how just how much that affects me because I think now I, I hate to go fancy expensive because i can't afford it or because it's not nice or because i enjoy it but because i just can't ever it's like i can't ever sit with myself i can't ever be comfortable Mm. and i i feel like i said this to one of my friends in college and he keeps swearing he's gonna put it in a book so i've got to put it first but i always said you know i feel like there's they always felt like there was something cheap about me that like wouldn't come off that wouldn't what like something that i couldn't that wouldn't come off in the wash hmm Something that no matter how much I scrubbed or like changed how I dressed or changed how I talked or cut my hair or whatever that I would that I'll always feel cheap. And I'm fine with that. I'm really finding a way to embrace that recently. Hmm. Um and I'm fine it's cool. But like part of it was like I feel like every rich girl I knew was like really mega skinny and like slight and just like a tiny and petite. Then all the women in my family are like these huge hulking brutes. And they're, like, shaped, you know, like women. Mm. Not to say that skinny women aren't women, you know. But, you know, very classical, you know, shapes and things like that. So Mm. I always felt like no matter, you know, I always felt like a pig in lipstick kind of thing. And I'm good. I'm good with that now. I I know. But it is just so funny to think about, like, little eighth grade me, like, so desperately hard to not... To not seem cheap and then doing something as funny as popping a piece of butter in her mouth. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I love it. And I, you know, I laugh about it because it is funny. It used to be so mortifying I couldn't talk about it. Now I just think it's hysterical, you know? Right. People are different about that. And I don't, that. you know. Do it. People are different about that where I've met people where they still, like, there's some shit that, like, if they think about it from themselves in the past, they're, like, they, cr- they have to cringe so hard. They're, like, still, like, going to die. I think I might still have a few of those. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I like to think I work through them, you know. There are a couple things that I think I still probably, oh, like, I can't even talk about. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're, oh, no. We're good. No, we're good. Oh, we're good. no. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> It never happened. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. We're good. All is well. F and chat. <laughs> We're good. Oh boy. It's really hard to do this without my controller. I, I usually am okay at this game. At this time, I am <laughs> a freaking disaster. Sure, sure, blame the controller. <laughs> um, hell yeah. I mean, I guess, well, we, we've got a few minutes left. Um, I feel pretty good about us having sort of like, you know, covered anything we like should or whatever. But like, do you have more you wanted to sort of topics that interest you? or And also chat, of course, mm-hmm. is welcome to ask questions. Um, oh yeah for sure i don't know let me think yeah it's hard for me normally to think but i do my best (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah 
We got the pineapple pizza question. Uh, I don't. I, I don't care. It's <laughs> a good answer. Like I know that's like such a like shitty answer, but like I don't. I don't care. I don't actually like pizza that much. Um, I personally like to uh, call people by their middle name when I'm being sassy. Mm -hmm. Um, how did I get into acting? I started singing first. I took boys lessons for like several years and, and just never even sort of, there wasn't any acting like kids acting besides like church plays or something that I did. And then, uh, I ended up, uh, auditioning for a local company was doing for kids, not like the kids version, but they did, it was a youth theater and I sang the B-52s Rome, Rome and I got in, which I should not have gotten. Most, most people, most kids like, uh, most kids did like three years of auditions before they maybe sort of got a call back. And I got in the first year just on the grounds of the singer. And uh, and then after that, I was like, I got the bug. Like, I was completely, just completely, you know, bitten with it. And I loved it. And I, I, I like performing not because it's like a ego thing, but because for me, I like the idea of understanding people well enough that I can walk around and sing. And that was always what appealed to me. Um, you can walk around start and getting into shenanigans. In somebody else's skin. To mm. know, to understand people well enough that I can... Because it's, I feel like it's, it's super, like, I think there's nothing worse than actors who are super arrogant. Mm. And for me, I just, I always liked, um, I felt like I was, it was an honorable, like, thing. It, I, or I had, I had a duty to do it and do it well. Mm. Because to create characters that serve your idea of how the world works is to do an injustice to people everywhere. Because it's not about you. Mm. It's about people. And, um... If you're paying enough attention, people will people will tell you everything you need to know about them. You watch them move, you watch them talk, you watch how they react to things. And so, I don't know, I feel like if Ken always, Ken said that, you know, like in Mesopotamia, they didn't um, prize intelligence, they prized the ability to pay attention. Hmm. It's like their cheat, like that was like the highest, you know, chief virtue or whatever. Hmm. And uh, I... Feel I would have fit in very well there because that's that's what I like to do is watch people, pay attention to people, get mm -hmm. reads on people, things like that. Hell yeah. Uh, what else did anybody? Did anybody ask anything? Me getting into shenanigans as a kid. Never. I was a very good kid, believe it or not. Um, it was it was more of a hellraisers and I tried very very hard to um. Uh, get one of my teachers to sleep with me after I graduated. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> but I tried very hard. Um, uh, my favorite poet. Everybody's going to hate this answer because it's going to, like, out me as, like, a sort of um, casual. But I really liked, um, I really liked Bukowski because mm. I feel like he, um... I like sort of plain language poetry where the, I know that's like, what's the point of it being poetry then, right? But mm. I don't know. I like somebody who speaks a language that I grew up listening to men talk all the time. Like all the blue collar men that my, my dad was like president of a union for like a factory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of rough man talk. Bukowski seems to lend, he seems to use rough man talk to get across poetic images. And I think that's really cool. 
I think that's what I like about him a lot. Uh, my favorite poem, though, is um, The Second Coming by Teets or Blake. I can't ever remember. Hmm. Uh, my favorite teacher, gun to my head, was probably my high school English teacher. I feel like they, I always say, like, the girls in the game saved them. <laughs> and I ate lunch with her every day. Uh, we don't talk much anymore. She's been busy having, like, three children. Um, so, good for her. And, uh, but she was, like, she was the first person who ever used the word centrism to me in a sentence. And I was like, wow, you can do that? You can, like, not pick. You know, uh -huh. that, that was really funny. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, she was just, she was, like, a very much a gift to me at the time. So, like, when you're a teenager, all you want is for to like think that what you have to say is interesting or important. and she always treated me like that and that really had a huge effect on me hmm. and i went to her wedding and that was really exciting it's great i've never been to a wedding before <clears throat> this has been so lovely curvy i really i really i'm very very grateful for this totally I, i'm glad that i was able to get you i was because i knew that you would some previous times at some other commitment or something, I was like worried, but totally glad, glad to glad to chat a little bit. I actually did not sleep at all last night, um, uh -huh. and then I, because I, I I worked in eleven to seven, eleven p.m. to seven a.m. shift, and then I came home, went to sleep, and then I woke up at seven p.m. and I was supposed to not do that, but I slept too late, uh -huh. and so when I went to work today at eight a.m., I had been awake since seven p.m. the night before, and then so oh, now shit. I've been awake officially. 26 or 27 hours well we are about at our time so why don't why don't we get you to bed Tara? <laughs> it's very sweet of you it was totally worth it I, I was like i won't cancel because i want to be here and this was such a i love i love watching the stream i don't get to watch it super often all the time because mm -hmm. um it's just like um my schedule is just now starting to get regulated enough where i do things like weekly but mm -hmm. it's love it oklahoma oklahoma is the south <laughs> Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia, maybe Florida, and at least the eastern half of Texas, that's south. That's the south. There we go. Our, our, an executive decision. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. It's been, it's been set forth. Um, Darbra, great to have you on, and obviously our audience, thank you guys for coming on to, to chat with Darbra, and you know where to find her on Twitter, and then th this will go on YouTube, uh, as well, um, but, uh, yeah, I guess have a thank good evening, Thank you so everybody. much, I'm really grateful. All right, get some sleep. Good night, everybody. I will. <laughs>